Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayer, you're going to drink a LaCroix. What are you doing? You're going to have weird LaCroix burps. You have weird LaCroix burps. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick, and my guest today is Kirby, and he's drinking a LaCroix. I drink a LaCroix most times I'm on. No, you do not. You have not. I feel like we have mentioned a couple times. Because... Like 50 episodes ago, you were drinking one during a podcast. And I was like, are you an idiot? Do you not know that those cause burps? They do cause burps, but I will keep them in. You're going to piss me off. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to burp so loud in the middle of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, today's episode, and this is why I'm especially worried, is because today's episode is probably the least helpful I will be on. Of all the episodes that have been recorded so far. Yeah, I it is on agree with that. Search engine optimization. Which I thought you were gonna do a bit where you're gonna say SEO and then make up funny things for it. Have you thought of funny no, things? I haven't. Oh. But not to be confused with search engine marketing, which you, I learned ten seconds five seconds ago. ago is a different thing. But don't worry, Kirby will tell you and he'll try not to burp in the middle of his explanation. No promises. Um, okay, so before that, real important stuff. Oh, besides, every time I say real now, I think of Instagram. Besides the fact that I freaking hate Instagram so much. So, so much. Why are they just still the worst? I want to, like, reach out every time that they're like, oh, we're frustrated because we're still not TikTok. And I just want to be like, I have an idea. I know why. Your platform in editing is terrible. Well, oh, just, buy my Reels course, by the way. <laughs> it's not for sale right now. I think that's a thing that people overlook, and it just goes to show you, you're so used to everything working so great, and then you critique like the features of a thing, but it's really hard to build good they're working Instagram. Technology. I know. They're one of the biggest corporations in the world, so they should be able to throw the resources at it. Like, but the fact that this? they can't shows you how hard of a technical problem some things can be. Video, yeah. I mean, it's just, and it always happens in rendering, where you're like, all right, I made this reel, and then I do recommend you download your reels if, like, before you post them. So, like, you've made it, you put all your words on it, it looks great. Download it first. Um, But, you know, today, just randomly, they took that feature away from me. So I was like, well, here's a hope and pray. And then I posted it, and it messed up all my words. 
Have you heard the same thing from people with like fancy new iPhones? Because we have like kind of older, less powerful phones. Are you saying that I get a new phone? I would love a new phone. The Pixel 6 is coming out this fall, which is what I was going to hold off for. And it's going to be more powerful, but not nearly still as powerful as like top of the line Samsung or Yeah, yeah, because Morgan, the other day we were making a reel at the clinic and... Um, when we set the timer, it just like cut off the first part of the thing and it didn't make sense and she, it was on her iPhone. It was on her, okay. Okay. I just wanted so, if it was underlying But technology. if that means I don't get a new phone, then yes, it's all about my old phone. <laughs> no, that wasn't even what I was going to say. Um, so our family has been obsessed with Luca lately. Is it a Netflix or Disney? It's Disney. Disney. It's on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Ty, I think, said... We were telling her she had to go to bed and there was only 20 minutes left. We said, you can watch it in the morning. And she said, good, I need to finish my fifth time. Yeah. And I think it's been probably a week and two weeks since we first watched it. So before we watched it for the first time, um, my sister, Kendra, shout out Kendra. Um, I actually don't know if she listens, (laughs) but my mom does. My mom will be really happy that I mentioned my sister. Um, she said like, uh, yeah, this is apparently Disney's first openly gay character. And I wanted to be like, shut up, Kinder, you don't know. Because she's like that, what is it, Gen Z? Well, I think she's technically millennial. But she's like, you know, she's a woke, she's a hairstylist and like, or cosmetologist yeah. or, you know. And she lives in a city. And, you know, so she's very like, in to like, so I was like, oh, shut up. It is not. But I will say after watching it, after yeah. watching it, what is your opinion? I think so. I think it's one of those. things. Well, I would disagree on the word openly. Yeah, openly. That was when you it's said not openly. kissing. No. Well, and they're not they're not addressing not it. But but here's my theory, though, is a lot of Disney and especially for the age group that it's made for can't really get into sexuality because right. of it's like children. It's a children's movie yeah. about children for children. Right. So like they like they never address that whole Snow White being like kissed in the sleep. That's not okay. Like they just don't address a lot of well, that, that stuff. Well, that was just because it was in the forties or, or whatever. Yeah, both. I think both, both two two sleeping women who did not consent to kissing. Yeah. No. So I don't think Disney can like go out and necessarily have that character. But right. I think they want to show support to that community, which I applaud that. So I think they did what Disney does, which is get a feeling or a message across through symbolism and you get the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like my, yeah, my a story about said, coming yeah. out. Basically yeah. that if you haven't seen Luca, like we are saying that it would be symbolism and support in the process of coming out to your family. Yeah. And yeah, the potential rejection you would get from yeah, society. Yeah, and the idea is like breaking away from your parents, you find that you are a capable of being a different person. Or that you are a different person. Um, you find a supportive group of people who let you be that person, but you're afraid to be that person around your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot your of... Your parents are storming around the city trying to find you and mad at you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that one doesn't... I, I, could see, I could see that of, like, if you have closed-minded parents who, like, you move to the city and you find like-minded or, you know, people who are similar to you and you're exploring your sexuality yeah. as a young gay mm-hmm. person like then you if you had close-minded parents they might be storming around the city going this isn't you come back to us and live like us mm-hmm. no i think it's beautiful 
Um, if it is, I just don't know that it, like it's obvious enough that it's going to actually help a kid. Hmm. I hope so. Like, I hope I mean, some like twelve year old, you know, and mom would be like, "Well, remember in Luca where he was like didn't want to be the fish, but even though he was supposed to be the fish, like." Yeah, I hope people t can take that away. Yeah, it I, is. It is nice though, um, unless you know, then if you don't like Disney movies, then it's not. It's not for you, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I think overall, it's a good message of support and self-acceptance. So do you think, I'm just going to take this one step further, further. Oh, we should. Um, is, so does that mean that we should, so we have six and nine-year-old girls who, mm -hmm. you know, um, does this mean we should like talk, use Luca as a talking point to be like, hey, do you see how this parallels with some struggles or is just like if you think your kid see that's what I think I was getting at is like the kids that are watching it are often really young and not likely but mm -hmm. by the time they're like eight, 9 10 12 yeah. God, 9 12 15 18 I don't know then it's like well remember in that cartoon movie Luca so that's that's just or is it like planting a seed that's I think anytime that there's a message of acceptance, love, and support, and you can apply that to whatever your situation is with your family, or just talk to your family about loving and accepting people for who they are and letting people make their own choices is always good. And it's mm -hmm. what we try to do with our kids. Like we don't necessarily take every single issue and sit them down and talk yep. to them about every single issue. We haven't even, you know, had a lot of birds and bees stuff with Charlie. We haven't no, talked. We are so like, actively avoiding it, actually. She's asked twice. Yeah, and we have to do that. If you we, have advice. Yeah, if you are, if you have kids who are a little bit older than ours or you've had a good talk, yeah, let us know what to do. <laughs> she's, she's a little scientist. I think we can just be very clinical about it and explain. Mm -hmm. And I think she'd accept it if, if you can get through the squirminess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That one's not great at um, hard conversations. One last thing uh completely irrelevant story is i got kirby hooked on um correcting people on further farther and you know what i think we just need to have this conversation right now for all the listeners so they too can stop being idiots and messing up okay farther is a distance measurable distance kirby is sitting farther away from me right now than the microphone Kirby's ball went farther than mine in golf. Far. Far. It's a distance. Okay. Further is not a fancy way. Like, I feel like that's what people do is they use further a lot because, like, sounds a little, yeah. like, British or fancier. Or, like, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and further, think furthermore. Like, if you need to remember, like, furthermore is, like, I am furthering this conversation by so it's theoretical not actual yes so you if you're enhancing a conversation i feel further, further from god lately okay. because i haven't been praying i am still the same distance from god up in the sky <laughs> in my heart whatever what god migrated when? <laughs> when i cannot i cannot get farther from god but i can get further from god what if you are oh you so if something feels farther away so mm -hmm. does the feels okay then make it so the feels takes on the conceptual i'm gonna need a real example so like um it feels like god is farther away or is it feels like god's further i would away? literally say are you talking about your relationship with god or that you have to yell louder when you pray 
Because if you're saying, hey, God, can you hear me now? Then you would say it feels like God is farther away from me. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yep. It's distance. It's distance. So anyways, and, okay. Kirby knows just enough now. And I have like Tourette'd all over him for the last six months. She that can't it's help like, but correct I can't. People. I can't. And so now you've started doing it too. But it's really rude when you do it to someone not your spouse. No, the thing is, I don't do it. What I tell you the stories is I almost corrected someone but then i thought i don't want to be that asshole who corrects people while they're talking well it's not like i'm trying to be an asshole it's tourette's i mean i shouldn't use that because they don't actually have tourette's but it is it's a lack of filter mm-hmm. it's a lack of just like <clears throat> it is because i will literally interrupt them um like immediately or you after- just say it under your breath like or they'll finish saying a sentence and then you'll go farther but yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have accidentally done ruder things. True. So, all right. On that note, now you all know, please start using further and farther correctly. And (laughs) don't actually correct people because it's rude. And go watch Luca. Yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, Listener highlight. Sounds good. Then prayer. Then question. Okay. Or, I mean, we That sounds good to me. Go. Okay, so this listener highlight is from Karen Quinn. I think she's from Canada. Um, because every time I post something about stupid Canadians and their COVID bullshit, she's alright on it. Um, okay, so it says, listening to your most recent episode, and it's fire emoji. Um, I reimagined my practice a few years ago to move towards a more boutique style, and it was the best move for me. This episode is inspiring me to continue to reimagine what's possible and strive for further flow. <gasps> I didn't That's even... amazing. It is further. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good job. Karen, we're proud of you. Really proud of you. Uh, you ask such great questions and create such great energy in all of your content. Thank you so much, Karen. And Karen, just in case you were wondering, I think her and I have talked about this. Like, she's made a joke. Like, she's young. She is not old. But she got named Karen. Yeah, I don't know many young Karens. I don't know many Karens in general. Oh, I know but a if ton of Karens. Well, you have a lot of patience. I no, I mean, like, there's a lot of Karens oh, out there's there. There's a lot of Karens out there. What did, someone said the other Jessica. day, Jessica is the name for a Jess. young... Our, our, our associate Jess said, oh, well, guess what the new Karen is? Jessica. It sounds fun to say, like, oh, okay, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> um... Prayer then question? Prayer then question. All right. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again to talk, to hopefully lend wisdom or at least uh, further the conversation uh, around how to how to get our business seen. Um, help us to always remember that in all these things, the goal is to help people. Um, so let's, it's, it's okay to to invest, it's okay to, to go after people, especially in this great profession that ultimately leads to healing and connection with you. Um, give us wisdom and, and everyone listening, because it's hard. Business is hard, and there's so many different ways to spend time and energy and money. Um, help us to to really get to know ourselves, to know our business, and and understand where to where to allocate those funds and energies. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Question? Um, no, I will say that 
what I will add, not to your prayer, but just kind of the preface or I don't know, um, before we get into talking, every time I talk about social media or stuff like this, I'm trying to be very like call out the elephant that like, if you are doing anything with search engine optimization, great job, mm -hmm. great job. And like, there's always more you can be doing like, well, you know, you, we've been doing this 10 and a half years mm -hmm. and you, we just were like, kind of went to the next level. And so well, and like, we're in the process of learning the next level. And, and I'll, that's a good caveat before we get into anything too, is like, I am not an expert on this. I'm mostly self-taught, but there's so many great resources that I'm kind of learning as I go. And it's a bit of do as I say, not as I do, because I'm in the process of fixing mistakes on our website. Um, that as I'm learning and as I was researching a little bit more for this episode, I'll go like, oh yeah, we got to do that too. We got to do that too. But it's a little bit to what I was talking about in the prayer is, you know, there's only so much time, so much energy, so much money, where should it go? Mm -hmm. So, so we'll, we'll get into that though. Yes. As we okay. Go. So go ahead and read the question. Um, I don't know her actual real name. I just have her um, Instagram thing. So this question comes from Fit for Fashion on Instagram, and it says, "Hi, Lauren." Wait a minute, Fit for Fashion? F I I T. Oh my God. Do you know that I have thought that that said Fit Fat Fashion for Fit Fat Fashion? No, yeah. it's Fit for. It's Fit for Fashion. But it's got two eyes in it at the beginning because I'm assuming they couldn't get. The initial one? Yeah, I thought it was fit fat. Fit fat? Um, Not that she's fat, <laughs> but it'd be okay if she was. But like, I just, I don't know. My reading comprehension was like, I have seen that and filled in other words. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyways, go ahead. Keep going. Hi, Lauren. I was thinking of someone who could give me an honest opinion about marketing as a new practice owner and just thought you might be the one to help me. I'm opening a practice, a practice summer and I'm going through a lot of back and forth with how much should I spend on website and SEO. The website is a no-brainer and we're going to pay for it. But we've gotten quotes like 900 to 1500 for monthly SEO and for a newbie that has high overhead. What advice could you give me? Is SEO even that important to put so much of my startup money into? Yes. I love it. Okay. Not yes to the question. Yes. Thank yes. you for the question. Yes. I love that she wrote in a question. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were like saying, yes, SEO is worth it. Yes. I have no freaking ideas. I think it's funny. Like, you know what? I thought I'd ask you. Do you <laughs> listen to this part? No, I'm just joking. I'm very opinionated. So I could see where people would think I have. I would do a podcast on iguanas. I want to hear terrifying. That. Yeah. Oh, go to Costa Rica. Holy and they're like super confident <gasps> and it seems like they own the place and you're like, they do. they do. I moved like I wasn't going to. I will. But I am also the type of person who, if you've ever like seen me run around la on Lakeshore, like if there's a goose on one side, I will cross the street and like run on the wrong side of the street and like risk my life being hit by a car coming from behind me because I don't want to come within 10 feet of the goose. It's a good idea. Geese so can be aggressive. Guanas are even worse. Um, okay. So give credit to Melissa Breton Brettingen. I don't know how to pronounce her last yeah, name. Yeah, I don't either. I, t I talked with her last week kind of about our website and, and she taught me some of the stuff that I'm going to kind of share too. Um, and I think we should have her on yes. at some point for a 
search engine marketing conversation. Ooh, that would be fun. Um, because I think she knows a lot about advertising with Google for like keywords and when people are searching and you buy an ad. Okay. So I think she knows a lot about that and she can probably add to what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. um, once again, for like background, I have built our website uh, in a couple different versions. I've built a few other websites. I am not a full-on IT professional um, no, so I'm just kind of going from our experience and what I know from reading some books and such um, and just a general overall business philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, so we can give you our opinion. That's why she asked. In everyone's, she asked for our opinion. Yep. Everyone's case is always a little bit different, but you'll get our opinion in this show. But yeah. Okay. Excellent. And it's, it's tricky. I think um, one of the hard things when you address any of these questions is depending on who you're talking to, people will just tell you, whatever it's worth it yeah whatever you their know, expertise because is some people might go so three to four hours to water brand new landscaping for the next couple weeks and i could do that or i could pay sixty nine hundred dollars for irrigation some people might go you should clearly just pay for irrigation and other people like kirby brunswick who is has the genetics of Farmer goes seven thousand dollars. No, my time ain't worth shit. I will spend three to four hours a day watering for the next what two to three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we got that going on in our lives. Just in case you were wondering, <laughs> what Kirby's been doing the last week, and it's so funny because our clinic has these big, huge, giant glass doors where I'm adjusting, and the lawn in front of it is where all the new seed is. And so Kirby, I just get to watch Kirby for hours, moving the sprinkler every seven minutes. <laughs> just like, people are like, is that your lawn boy? And I'm like, it is. It's my lawn boy. Okay, uh, back to, okay. don't so, get off topic. So with this, um, the way I kind of wanted to structure the talk is just go through five common mistakes that you might be making yep. when it comes to SEO. I like it. Sound good? I love it. Okay. And then you jump in, ask questions, and I'll do my best to answer. What is search engine optimization? Good Good question. Is that the first that's one? A, that's Not a, knowing what it is? No, it's a good question. So, so SEO, search engine optimization, is about having your page show up in the organic search results for Google. Oh, so this is I not, already thought this was wrong. Okay. So I thought this was like a Google ad. Nope. So this is not paid advertising. This is getting it so when someone searches the words that, if they're looking for a chiropractor, mm -hmm. you show up in the top of the organic search results that you don't have to pay for. Got it. So in this case, you're paying someone else to optimize your site. And so a, a big part of what Google takes into account is it basically wants to deliver... <coughs> that was a cough, not a burp. Just... Mm -hmm. Google wants to deliver the pages that people find relevant. So they want them, their search to be good so people keep using Google. So how they generally look at what's a relevant page is what other people have referred to. So that's citation. So like if you, if you're on a list or several other websites linked to your website and those are trustworthy websites, Google ranks it higher. If people have searched before and clicked on your link and stayed I, there. I, okay, hold on, go back. So, like, if the ICPA, yep. which is a longstanding website that a lot of people go to, if 
I am on their website. That is going or to Or if I, they are on my website. If they link to you. So they oh, borrow, hard. yeah, they borrow relevance from or they they give relevance to certain sites and if you have if there's a high quality website that they know, like if you had an article written about you on cnn.com and they know that's a reliable website mm -hmm. and it links back to is your page is it though <laughs> no just what well, you get what i'm saying though or like i the mean ICPA, i'm trying to but the, yeah. the icpa would be another one of like if they know that people searching for chiropractors and it's you have a link from the icpa to your website then they go okay well we'll borrow some of the but we do yep. don't we because yeah i'm listed in their directory yep so that's helpful and they also are taking into account like actual behavior. So like if someone searched chiropractor near me and they clicked on your website and, and they happen to stay there because they have cookies in everyone's browser so they can follow their behavior. So we people. Talk, OK, we'll talk about cookies, too. This is going to be the longest Lauren conversation learns the internet. ever. OK, yep. OK. So a cookie is something that's on your computer that's tracking your behavior. OK. So if they. If know, I deny cookies, does it just screw over the website I'm on? Or does it limit me? Because all of a sudden in the last like six months to a year, every website now is asking for me to accept cookies. And sometimes I'm like, no, I feel like I'm going to like see what happens if I say no. Yeah. So is it just. It's it's going. It's one of those things that you're giving up. You're giving up your information. It's kind of like advertising or like with Facebook stuff. If you have your privacy stuff set really high or people who go like, well, I'm not going to let Alexa know what I'm. No, I didn't burp. Try I'm not going to let Alexa know what I'm saying in my house because I don't want her to know like, yep, your privacy is fine. But also it's the algorithm isn't going to know you it's as well. Me. Yeah. So okay. you're not going to get as good a result. Okay. You can go back to where you were talking about originally. Okay. So, so search engine optimization is partially like what sites link to you. Um, it's crawling the pages that you have to like find out what content is on there. What keywords what are, are spiders? Spiders is just the program that's continually running. When you say crawling, like what? It's checking your page, taking all the data, and looking for what words show up a bunch so that when someone searches like colic chiropractor question mark, if you have a site that says I'm a chiropractor and I treat babies with colic, it goes, oh, are... these two match yeah. up. And does it, if you have it multiple times, is that better? Yeah, as long as it's as long as it's relevant, because I think they no one knows like the absolute algorithm, um, but I think the algorithm has like readability and part of it, too. So like you couldn't just you wouldn't just want a page that just says colic chiropractor, chiropractor, colic, colic, chiropractor over and over and over again. <laughs> it wouldn't help. God, I hope that would be used. Them. It used to be that way, though, that people would would keyword stuff their pages where like. And it, you wouldn't want people to see you doing that. So you'd say, I have a green background. Yep. And then you put in a green Just font. Just like you do with hashtags on a story. But they don't do hashtags on stories anymore. They don't work. So yep. you can stop doing it. But how you used to hide them. Yep. Just like that. Okay. So stuff like that. So, okay. um, So there's a lot of different things in the algorithm. And the algorithm's constantly changing. So they, you know, that used to be that way that you could keyword stuff and that would work. But they found that that wasn't what... They weren't getting people to the sites they actually wanted. They were getting them to the sites that are scammy. Mm -hmm. So search engine optimization, okay. a big part of it is having a good relevant website that has a lot of information with a lot of the keywords that people might be searching for. Okay. Um, and preferably if you do have the ability to be referenced by other pages is great. Um, and you want 
uh, I'm trying to like not get too in the weeds. Basically, you want a really good website, and it sounds like she's having someone build her site for her. Um, and so that's hopefully a good thing, but we'll dig more into We're that in more. a later okay. point. So the first thing that I would say is, is a mistake people make when they think about SEO, and it's whether to consider SEO or to prioritize it at all or okay. not. Yep. There are always some, a little bit of everything, but you need to understand how patients actually find you. So if you're thinking, I'm going to get to the top of the organic search results, and that's going to absolutely change my business, do a test for me. Search chiropractor near me and look at what pops up. Usually, the first two things are ads. So people who bought keywords of chiropractor near me are going to show up above you. Mm -hmm. They can't even see your... I don't, I don't think, depending on the resolution of your browser, you may not be what I would call above the fold, you may have to scroll to actually see the first organic result because the first two things are usually ads. Then the next thing is like a little Google Maps, yeah. like search box that shows you like the top three for local search results. And that's based not... Organic? Yeah, that's okay. organic. And that's based not on website, but based on your Google My Business profile. So those are the things, and usually that's ranked by relevance and reviews so right now and this is this Whoa. this gets into the conversation of we haven't invested a lot in seo and right now if you search chiropractor near me in rice lake wisconsin we don't show up in the top five organic results but we what? show <laughs> hold on i knew you were gonna get mad when i told you that so we show up as the ad above the map then when you get on the map we show up first. I think both of our clinics actually show up first and then one other chiropractor in Rice Lake. And we have 115 five-star reviews on Google. And then the next person down has eight. So we don't show up in those top five of the organic results that show up below, but they've already seen us twice before Why? they even get to those. Because other it's people... It's not important. You'll have tell me after the podcast. Well, no, it's, it's part of what we're talking about. So some of the sites... Some of the sites that show up have, and there's there's a lot of different SEO. So not other chiropractors around here. Yeah, other chiropractors around here. Who? How? How is it possible? Half of them don't even have a website, Kirby. Well, a couple of them have good websites, and you can see what they did. Of They've named pages chiropractor near me Rice Lake. So, like, when people get there, it's an about page on them. You're going to change this, though, right? Yeah. I'll, okay. Yeah. Because Because we invest for Lauren's vanity, not actual business results. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. <laughs> okay. So that's what I'm saying is when you think even in search, so this is just talking about in search. When wow. you search chiropractor near me, ads are going to probably pop up before you and then the map. And think about your own behavior. If you were going to say find a mechanic. I'll click on the map. I'm going to click on the map and I'm going to mm -hmm. look at the reviews. That's the first thing I'm going to do. And yep. then from there, the best one with the most reviews, I might click on their website. Yep. And then see if I can book. So you might be have the best SEO possible and at the very top of the organic search results and you might have someone eating your lunch because they're willing to spend more or they have a ton of reviews. So you may want to spend more of your time building reviews. up your Google My Business profile and getting reviews. Huh. Another thing is, depending on your community, around here Yelp's not big. Almost no one no. uses Yelp around here. But like if you're in a big city and people have Yelp reviews of chiropractors, it may be that you need to build up your Yelp thing. I could go on a huge tangent on I was Yelp. Say, don't even get Kirby started about Yelp. Huge scam, and they will bury your good reviews I and show your bad ones unless you advertise with them. I hate Yelp so much. Um, I have not talked to a single small business that has said 
they like Yelp. Yeah. I think Yelp, I can't believe they still even exist. I don't think people use it. I, well, and that's the thing is Google has invested a ton in the Google My Business platform, and I think it's more trustworthy. Yeah, because it's based on reviews. Yeah, and they show the reviews yeah. is the big thing. Um, and then the other part is even offline. Think about if you need to understand your business. Of, I know she said she's starting out, but talk to other chiropractors and see how you plan on getting patients and if you have a very specific audience. So if, you know, for us, I think we're 70% referral. So if we were going to spend a bunch of money and we know referrals get better patients that stick around longer, that come in trusting us and they have a pre-understanding of what kind of clinic we are, those that might be a better investment mm-hmm. to get more referrals, to run referral you know, campaigns or to have giveaways for suggesting people come in. Those might be a better way to spend your money versus SEO. So you kind of need to understand how your business is going to run. If you have $1,500, should it be on referrals? Should it be working on getting reviews? Should it be connecting with a community organization? Are you at some point going to say how much we spend? On SEO? Yeah. It's just me doing it. So none. Zero. Oh, because these aren't ads. These aren't ads. This is just website design and backlinks. and (laughs) People are just like, Jesus, Lauren, stick with with the picture. Oh, so this would be... Okay. Yep. So... So okay. that's all good things to consider. That's the first kind of common mistake. A is, month? She said a $900, $1,500 a month. Yeah. So, So I mean, I could see like being like, all right, I'm going to do $1,000 or even $1,500 to help get it set up. Yeah. But. So so that's kind of gets to the next point of um, the next mistake is not thinking about SEO at all. Just kind of, you know, you build a website or you hire someone to build a website and you just hope. Google will find it and it will understand it and it'll be good because you have a pretty site. Um, So much of what SEO professionals do, and I don't know everything they do, but a big part of what I've read and what I've seen is they talk about making making your site friendly to Google and friendly to the keywords that people are going to search. So, you know, she said she's paying for a site. So much of her SEO work might be done in the site building itself. Mm -hmm. So if they're a good website builder, they're going to talk to you about page titles. They're going to talk to you about having the right content. Um, And one thing that I will say, I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade at any specific companies, but I would watch out for certain chiropractic or any kind of marketing thing that says like, Oh, we have turnkey solutions for chiropractors because Google does not love duplicate content. Or even if they do, You don't want to accidentally show up in a list of someone searching chiropractor near me. And if they just build cookie cutter sites for chiropractors and you have Blue Hills Chiropractic, ours, and it says like the first lines under it, you know, are the exact same as the next chiropractor down. That looks cheesy as shit. Mm -hmm. And it looks like you went to a website mill, which is what you did. Mm -hmm. So those are things to look out for in web designers. Um, But a good web designer will walk you through thinking about what the customer experience is going to be, what people might search for. So you don't want to get too in your head of like, you're thinking of subluxations and certain therapies that have fancy names, but that's not what people are going to search for. They're Mm -hmm. not chiropractors, they're people. So you want, the biggest one's going to be chiropractor near me or chiropractor, the name of the town you're in. Or if they actually know about, you know, if you have a specialty like us, pediatric chiropractic, they might not even. How do you get around the whole breach thing? 
Because as so as I'm thinking, so we just um, I got an email from our malpractice being like, hey, just so you know, like you have to like clean up some of your language. I don't even know what the hell it said on the website. Mm. Um, but like that there, like I get it. Geniom has instilled in all of us that you will not. You don't. Webster does not turn breach babies. Okay, cool. But like. You still have the word breach somewhere on our website, right? Yeah, we have a whole page for breach, and we say that we practice Webster technique and that it relaxes the ligaments of the uterus, and some patients have reported But as long as it has... Okay, I didn't know if, like, you scrubbed even the word breach from it, because I'm like, well, that's what they're going to be searching. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about what you treat and what people are going to be searching for, um, and, and those things will help people... Find your page, and when they find their, your page, that it'll actually be relevant to them. Mm-hmm. And a good web designer will talk to you about that, that it's not just about keyword stuffing. It's about actually having good content that engages people. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of SEO, all the stuff that they probably are doing is like figuring out how to do backlinks. That's the other page referring to you. I don't know that side well enough to really comment on that. I'm guessing that's where they make a lot of their money. Um, but... I don't know if it's worth fifteen hundred a month. That's a big, that's a big thing, and that kind of gets into the next. So if she asks, but like, so that's good to know that if somebody were to ask someone who they're looking at hiring to mm-hmm. do SEO, if they go like, well, we provide backlinking, mm-hmm. like now they know what that means, yeah. And then like, would it be appropriate to be like on what websites? Yeah, you can ask them where and how you're going to do it and who's going to write the content. And is it content that's new or different? Like if you're just going to other people's blog pages and going in the comments section and saying like, great idea, you should also check out my business, which happens to us all the time. That's trying to create a link back to your site. That's why people do that. That's why they do it. Yeah, and it's annoying as shit and no one cares. But it might increase your SEO because you're, oh my gosh. Yeah. Those dirty bastards. Yeah, but uh, but the other thing that I would say is when you're talking to just an SEO company, find out exactly what they're going to do because if they're saying, like, we will make sure your keywords are relevant, we'll make sure your site names and descriptions and, and meta descriptions are all right for your customers and your web designer's already doing that, then you can kind of go back to the SEO company and go, half of your value proposition is already done. What's, what am I going to get for this? Mm-hmm. So that kind of gets into the next mistake um, is paying too much for SEO, not using free tools or paying for ongoing SEO when setup can be important. Um, and sometimes just cleaning up your site and getting it to a proper state can be important. And that might be worth paying someone for. But what are they going to do on a month to month basis? What if to- they're too busy watering the lawn to do that? Then you might want to pay for someone. <laughs> But you can, you can pay for a cheaper someone, depending on what your needs are. There are people all over the world who know this stuff, too, who might be able to be gotten for cheaper. And one of my favorite tools is Fiverr. Mm-hmm. So you go to Fiverr.com, it's two R's, F-I-V-E-R-R, and you just search SEO. And usually what makes it less expensive is a lot of the people who are doing the work are across the world. So people in the Philippines, people in Pakistan, people in India... And it's not like just some guy who doesn't know anything. I just in researching for this, I found a guy who will like optimize your site and do backlinking for like 200 bucks. And in his profile, he said, I'm, I'm pursuing my graduate degree in computer science and web design. 
Like, so mm -hmm. it's just the labor market is cheaper. Yeah. Um, and you can see reviews again, like people who actually worked with that person. Um, not the, not just the, you go to a website for a, a marketing company in the United States and you'll see like, look at our happy clients. Like everyone mm -hmm. does. You just see four reviews of someone who had a really great experience. You yeah. don't know if someone, if they lost 10 clients last month because they went, it was good for a couple months, but then it didn't seem like it was worth it. You right. don't get to see that. No. But on Fiverr, you might get to see like, he didn't respond to me for four days and it was an emergency. Mm -hmm. Two stars. Okay. You know? So. Okay. That's good. So, and those services can be a lot cheaper. So if you're worried of like at the beginning, if you have high overhead, like she has, you can say, okay, maybe when I'm rocking and rolling, maybe it is worth it. Um, but for now, I'm going to try a cheaper alternative and see if it works or not. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't, maybe I do need to invest more. But you get kind of that like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip my toe in. And you're going to explain how to tell if it's working or not, right? Well, you'll be able to see naturally of like if you just keep searching uh, whatever oh. the keywords you are, you'll also be able to look at your site traffic. So when I talked about like free tools, um, Google has tools that you can check. Uh, I forget what they title it. Um, Google Search Console, and you can just put in your website, and it'll tell you what it knows. It'll say how many clicks. Um, if you install on your website Google Analytics, you'll be able to see where people are coming from, which again is another big consideration for finding out if they're coming from your, and, and if you have a Google My Business profile, it'll show you how many people viewed your profile and where they were from. Um, so you can see where your traffic is coming from. Holy cow. If you are new to this, like, you have to, I mean, you just, there's so many pieces. Yeah. And, and if she's having her website built, I think these are things that a web developer is going to talk to you about. And if you're doing it on your own, there are free tools within whatever thing you're building. So if you're in Squarespace and you're building a simple website, they're going to have fields for you to look at for like, what do you want this page description to be? Don't leave those things blank. That's what the, it's what the spiders are crawling. Mm -hmm. Write something good in there because that's what will show up on a Google search. Okay. And if you're putting a picture in, it'll have a space for a description. Fill that description in. Remember, it's a computer it can't see. Well, they are getting a lot better at recognizing images. I think that's a big, that was a big aha thing that you said before we got on here of just like, you know, I'm a girl. I'm all about aesthetics. And so I'd, when I look at a website, I'm just like, I just want it to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want these pictures and I would totally skimp on on actually filling. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like if you have, if the top of your webpage or all of your webpage is a bunch of pretty pictures and they're all titled, you know, based on the camera, it says DSC underscore 1045. Cause it was the 1045th picture on that camera. All Google is seeing on that is DSC 1045 yeah. and it means nothing to it. So you title it, you know, Dr. Brunswick adjusting a child. And then in the description, you say a chiropractor adjusts a child for treatment for ADHD. And you can, you can do that on. Yeah. You see, because I was going to say like on Facebook, we couldn't say no, like one of the, treating. No. One of the things that's nice too is it's just. So a, this is, this is important. This, this, when you're writing these um, descriptions that are not going to be visible mm -hmm. on the website. So that's important. Yep. Like these descriptions and titles to the pictures are not visible on the website. This is not the time to be politically correct because, you yeah. know, like, so as a chiropractor, 
I am, it is instilled in me. Webster does not turn breach babies. Mm -hmm. You do not cure anything. Yeah. You, you don't, even like chiropractors yeah. are like, don't say the word treat. Yeah. And I'll, it's like, I'm not allowed to say treat. It's I'll, like, no. I'll caveat that of it is visible in your code. So if you have a really rigid state association or someone wants to come after you, they can say this. They can do. Yeah. I can look at the entire code of any website by using, I think it's control I, and you can see all the code. Oh, you just told it. the state how to do it. If that was all they needed. <laughs> Damn it. And again, this is one, this is a thing I have to do a better job of on our site is, and it's also nice for people who are visually impaired. It's partially why those settings exist is because if someone's, if a computer is reading you what's happening on the page, it needs to say like image of a woman adjusting a child, you know, treating him for ADHD. And then it reads the paragraph and all those things. Huh. Yeah, cool. There's Gosh. tools for that. There is a lot of stuff. I was more... Not about the hearing impaired thing, but like, I mean, that's cool too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the, I guess the, the whole point of the spending too much, so much of that depends on what else you're spending on and what's the value of a patient and how much mm -hmm. do you, it's called cost of acquisition. How much do you spend to get a single patient? So now maybe 1500 a month isn't bad if that's your only marketing spend and all your eggs are in that basket and you have high value patients. I would not working. recommend that though. Everyone's got their own calculus, but yeah, off the top of my head, 1500 a month sounds very expensive. And I don't know if you're going to get the return you would if you, you know, did more stuff with referrals uh, or buying keywords, that yeah. search engine marketing. Yeah. But right. So, I mean, spending $1,500 a month total is not ridiculous at all, but it's just like, you might need to do some, some Google, some review stuff you need, might need, yeah. Yeah, so if you got to do all those things, where do you spread your money around? Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of goes, melds into the next point of, you need to- What point number is this? Four. Okay. A lot of people, or a mistake a lot of people make is they don't define success properly. So they focus on- <laughs> I mean, you said a mouthful there. Yeah, I'm not talking philosophical. <laughs> I like mean, like, yes. We could, I could talk about this, but yeah. you're not talking about But in, in a business sense, if you're talking about SEO, you are defining it as like just showing up first or a traffic number, like a number of people, amount of people come to your site. So it's kind of like when you talk about um, size of your practice and like patient visits. You could have, we could have a thousand people a month or a week easy if we were giving away free adjustments or giving away for $2. So mm -hmm. Like we could have a thousand people. Are they, are we making any money and are they quality people is the thing. So with traffic, it's if you say I want 5,000 visitors a month to my site, well, who, where are they coming from? Do you, if you're getting a ton of people to and your especially site. Especially if it's these people who are like, yeah, give me 15. And these people might be wonderful, but like. If somebody's like, yeah, for $1,500, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get me commenting. Yeah. Great point, bro. Go check out this website so you can and a bunch of robots coming yeah. to your site. Yeah. So you could get a bunch of robots. You could get a bunch of people from a different part of the country or a different part of the world mm -hmm. visiting your site. And you have a brick and mortar business. Oh. So everything. It's kind of like paying for followers. Yep. It's, it's that of like, and yeah. you've talked about it with social media with brick and mortar businesses too, is you don't necessarily want a ton of followers because you want to actually convert them. 
and you're not going to convert them if they live in Wichita and you're in Portland. Mm -hmm. So you need that local focus, which a lot of Google My Business is about. Um, I think SEO can get localized, and I'm sure the experts are yelling at their phones right now going, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I agree with you. I don't fully know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I have enough knowledge to be dangerous. <laughs> Go listen to an SEO podcast. Um, she asked us. But that that local focus is a thing. Yeah. So, and, and so it's not just getting local people onto your site, but it's also conversion, which again goes a lot back to site design and what's your flow for getting someone who's looking at your website to get into your office. Mm -hmm. So do you have a system that allows them to schedule or request scheduling online, or are they just staring at your website and then having to call your office? And then how exactly do you track that? Do you I don't have... want people to schedule off my website. I know, we have a specific thing with that, but they can request, a request an appointment. They can request okay. an appointment. And there, we, we're learning that, and in talking to Melissa, I'm learning more of like how we can potentially track that. So talking to your web designer and making sure that they understand your goal is to not only get people to the site, but to get them to actually convert, and then ideally having a good way of tracking that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be important whether you're buying keywords or just doing SEO. Um, but you could have someone, you could pay someone $1,500 for SEO and get, and even get quality results. Say you have 2,000 people come to your page every month and they're exactly who you want and they find you, but then you don't have a way to actually convert them or you make them just call and then you don't have a way to track them. You don't know if it's worth the investment or not. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to track it and you want to have your site designed so you can convert people just from lookers to patients. Okay. Ready for the last one? So you got to make sure with the person, like there's so many questions that I feel like you don't need to understand the answer to but you need, like, people will walk away having questions for the people, the person who's building their site or yep. the person who built their site of, like, hey, just checking, like, do you have a way to track or, like, flow? You know, like, those are... Yeah, I mean, it, it's with all of marketing. You ideally, and sometimes you just can't. Some things are just exposure thing, but with a website, there should be tools that you can attempt to track where people are coming from, where they're going on your site. Again, free tool, Google Analytics. You install it on your site. It sees everything that happens. You can look at behavior flows. You can find out what people who come into your homepage do. Do they then usually click on conditions and then from conditions they go to request an appointment or do they get to the conditions page and drop off? A, I wonder um, what the most common thing is. What people come to our for? Yeah. Um, I think the most common is the homepage because I think a lot of our traffic comes from map searches and then they click website and website goes to our homepage. But then I'm not, I'd, off the top of my head, I don't know where they go next, but mm -hmm. we can look that up right after we're done with this. Okay. So, so understanding that and a lot of that is just the tools that are free but built into your website that you can go look at. Got it. But so, not necessarily built into your website. You nope, have you, have to, you have to install them, but they make it pretty easy. Okay. Um, the last one is understanding that SEO is usually a long game. So the mistake of going like, well, I paid someone to optimize or I, you know, read a blog and they told me the five steps. I, you know, put my keywords on every page I put my descriptions good. I submitted my site to Google to, for a sitemap or whatever. 
And then I check the next day and nothing happened. The algorithm takes a while to update. So you can do all the right things, but you may not see results for months. So you kind of have to be patient and keep at it. And that's really hard when you're paying someone a lot. And I'm sure that's the question that they get all the time is like, why isn't this moving? And then they have to go like, we're doing all these things. I promise you it's eventually going to. Um, but SEO can take a lot longer. Whereas if you want immediate results tomorrow, you can you know, buy keywords, run a Google ad, buy some keywords, and you'll show up. You know, They'll start testing and putting you in the mix of ads that show up for those keywords. And then they can tell you whether your ad is performing or not. If people click through, and then again, you want to have metrics set up for what's a conversion. But Google wants... Google wants results. So with their keyword advertising, if you have a good ad and people click and then they stay on your site, they go, oh, that's a good ad. That's a high quality one. So it gets shown more. I mean, there's bidding, but even within the bidding, there's. So, yeah. So if you're talking SEO and you're just starting out, it might be the play, but it might be a longer play than if you're opening your doors and going, I need patience here, you know, next week buying some keywords, doing some Facebook ads, doing an event in your community, actually connecting with real people may be a better use of your money if you need people now mm-hmm. because then that can kind of play it. You may, you may buy ads or do local marketing stuff to get people in so that you have patience, so that you can get good reviews, which yeah. we talked about is potentially a more successful yeah. way than just SEO. So you get those reviews to build up your reputation might be a more prudent play if you're strapped for cash. Yep. Um, and even if you're not strapped for cash, just understanding that paying a lot for SEO might might absolutely be worth it, but it might not happen quickly. Yeah, I feel like a big old dummy. I had no idea this whole like ads than Google, which is different than... Mm-hmm. You have a local profile that uh-huh. does link to your website, so that's great. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. This was a little overwhelming. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's a lot. I mean, it's one of those things that I'm trying not to go down rabbit holes. And I, for everything that I just said, I am, I'm not going to say a novice, but people who are web designers and SEO, like full-time marketers for big businesses are going, this guy is an idiot. So all these things. People listen to our podcast. It's okay. okay. And if they do, they have said this chick is an idiot for a long time. So now they're just going, this chick who's an idiot is married to an idiot. A couple of idiots. Just a couple of idiots with a podcast. <laughs> That's got to be the name of a podcast, right? A couple of idiots. Oh, maybe we should start another podcast. Totally. Just like, you know, how Rachel and Dave Hollis, like, she had hers and then they had like a relationship podcast. Yeah, that worked out well. <laughs> All right, we won't get another podcast. Oh, God, gives me the shivers. All right, well, I think I think we did good. I think we did a fantastic job showing up for Fit Fat Fashion. <laughs> I, I really hope this did help. Um, if nothing else, give questions that you can bring to your paid experts mm-hmm. and go, how much of this are you doing already? Can you do more? 
um, or and, at least able to evaluate the yeah. proposals you're getting. And Melissa Bredingen is potentially going to start actually... She's the wife of a chiropractor. Okay. Um, and she is uh, thinking about doing this, like consulting for other chiropractors. And all, it, so, you know, yeah. Stalker. Stalker. And then when she starts a business, go pay for her time for sure. Because she, yeah, she was she great to talk about, about, she talked a ton about web design with me for our site. I have a ton of new things that I have to do. Um, she talked about. But he's too busy watering the lawn. Too busy watering the lawn. <laughs> So no, she's a, she's a great follow, a good person. Um, yeah, so hopefully this was helpful. And yep. yep, if it was helpful, I would love, love, love if you screenshotted and posted something on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, I'll make sure if you do that, I will tag Melissa in on it too so she gets that credit for helping us out. Um, Blue Hills Chiropractic, you know, just trying to get to the top of the... Damn it, Kirby. I'm so pissed. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to go see who the heck is coming above us. You're not going to be happy. Um, oh, I know who it is. I'm going to be really pissed. Um, and <laughs> now I'm distracted. Uh, and hey, if you haven't written a review yet, I would love to make you a listener highlight. So whether you're listening on Spotify or CastBox or Apple Podcasts. Or, it's mostly Apple Podcasts. Well, thanks. You didn't have to interrupt. I was just about to <laughs> leave a, a, a review i was gonna say five star you do you boo you do whatever you want to do um and uh until next week she slayers bye bye hey she slayers are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love sked has exactly what you're looking for they will automate all your appointment reminders missed appointment reminders reactivation campaigns allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.